ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिमीरांधस ज्ञानाजनशलाखया चक्षुर्मेलिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्टापित भूतले स्वयं कदा मह्यम ददातिपदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुता पदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवांस साग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथा सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपादलिताशाखाता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाधाका नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रि वाछाकलपतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम नमो विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातरिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअदाधर श्रीवासादि गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम हरे हरे जय श्री गौरता भगवान की नित्यानंद राम की सो रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्री चैतन्य चरितामृता आदिलीला चैप्टर फाइव द ग्लोरीज ऑफ लॉर्ड नित्यानंद बलराम ऑन द ओकेजन ऑफ नित्यानंद त्रयोदशी 2020 This chapter is chiefly devoted to describing the essential nature and glories of Sri Nityananda Prabhu. Lord Sri Krishna is the absolute personality of Godhead, and his first expansion in a form of, in a form for pastimes is Sri Balram. Beyond the limitation of this material world is the spiritual sky, Paravyoma, which has many spiritual planets. The supreme of which is called Krishna Loka. Krishna Loka, the abode of Krishna, has three divisions, which are known as Dwarka, Mathura, and Gokula. In that abode, the personality of God had expanded himself into four plenary portions: Krishna, Balaram, Pradyumna, the transcendental Cupid, and Aniruddha. They are known as the original quadruple forms. In Krishna Loka is a transcendental place known as Shvetadvip or Vrindavan. Below Krishna Loka, in the spiritual sky, are the Vaikuntha planets. On each Vaikuntha planet, a four-headed Narayana, expanded from the first quadruple manifestation, is present. The personality of Godhead, known as Sri Balram in Krishna Loka, is the original Sankarshan, attracting deity, and from this Sankarshan expands another Sankarshan called Mahasankarshan, who resides in one of the Vaikuntha planets. By his internal potency, Mahasankarshan maintains the transcendental existence of all the planets in the spiritual sky, where all the living beings are eternally liberated souls. 
the influence of the material energy is conspicuous there by its absence. On those planets, the second quadruple manifestation is present. Outside of the Vaikuntha planets is the impersonal manifestation of Sri Krishna, which is known as Brahmaloka. On the other side of Brahmaloka is the spiritual Karana Samudra or causal ocean. The material energy exists on the other side of the causal ocean without touching it. In the causal ocean is Mahavishnu, the original Purusha expansion from Sankarshan. Mahavishnu places his glance over the material energy and by reflection of his transcendental body, he amalgamates himself within the material elements. As the source of the material elements, the material energy is known as Pradhan. And as the source of the manifestation of the material energy, it is known as Maya. But material nature is inert in that she has no independent power to do anything. She is empowered to make the cosmic manifestation by the glance of Mahavishnu. Therefore, the material energy is not the original cause of the material manifestation. Rather, the transcendental glance of Mahavishnu over material nature produces that cosmic manifestation. Mahavishnu again enters every universe as the reservoir of all living entities, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu. From Garbhodakashaya Vishnu expands Shirodakashaya Vishnu, the super soul of every living entity. We can do one favor. Can just close the door. Garbhodakashaya Vishnu also has his own Vaikuntha planet in every universe where he lives as a super soul or supreme controller of the universe. Garbhodakashaya Vishnu reclines in the midst of the watery portion of the universe and generates the first living creature of the universe, Brahma. The imaginary universal form is a partial manifestation of Garbhodakashaya Vishnu. Here it is said the imaginary universal form. <clears throat> the universal form Although shown to Arjuna, as, uh, of course that is another Purusha Sukta. It is described that the heavenly planets, the Brahmaloka is the head of the Lord and the mountains are the <coughs> bones of the Lord. So this kind of Vishwarupa and the trees are the hairs on the Lord. So in this way, uh, the conception of uh, the Virat Rupa is mentioned. So that is here stated in as imaginary. It is for meditation of the for the impersonalists. On the Vaikuntha planet, in every universe is an ocean of milk and within that ocean is an island called Svetadvipa, where Lord Vishnu lives. Therefore, this chapter describes two Svetadvipas, one in the abode of Krishna and the other in the ocean of milk in every universe. The Svetadvipa in the abode of Krishna is identical with Vrindavan Dham, which is the place where Krishna appears himself to display his loving pastimes. In the Svetadvipa within every universe, is a Shesha form of Godhead who serves Vishnu by assuming the form of his umbrella, slippers, couch, pillows, garments, residence, sacred thread, throne and so on. Lord Baladev in Krishna Loka is Nityananda Prabhu. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu is the original Sankarshan. And Mahasankarshan and his expansions as the Purushas in the universes are plenary expansions of Nityananda Prabhu. In this chapter, the author has described the history of his leaving home for a, play, for a personal pilgrimage to Vrindavan and he is achieving all success there. In this description, is, it is revealed that the author's original paternal home and birthplace were, were in the district of Katwa in the village of Jhamatpur, which is near Naihati. So anyway, this is uh, another.
another narration. So we will read the Goddess of Mithyanapada. So we will just read on the translations of these texts. Let me offer my obeisances to Lord Sri Nityananda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose opulence is wonderful and unlimited. By his will, even a fool can understand his identity. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all glories to Lord Nityananda, all glories to Advaita Acharya, and all glories to all devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I have described the glory of Sri, Lord, of Sri Krishna Chaitanya in six verses. Now, in five verses, I shall describe the glory of Lord Nityananda. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the fountainhead of all incarnations. Lord Balaram is his second body. These two are one and the same identity. They only, they differ only in form. <clears throat> Lord Balaram is the first bodily expansion of Krishna and he assists in Lord Krishna's transcendental pastimes. That original Lord Krishna appeared in Navadvipa as Lord Chaitanya and Balaram appeared with him as Lord Nityananda. May Sri Nityananda Ram be the object of my constant remembrance. Sankarshan, Seshanag and the Vishnus who lie on the Karana ocean, Garbha ocean and the ocean of milk are his plenary portions and portions of his plenary portions. Lord Balaram is the original Sankarshan. He assumes five other forms to serve Lord Krishna. So that's why we, we call him as Nityananda Ram because he's actually Balaram. And it is said that in the Hare Krishna mantra, the Ram also refers to Lord Balaram. Although there is no difference between Lord Ramachandra and Lord Balaram, but uh, specifically it is addressing Lord Balaram. So therefore we address him as Nityananda Ram. Lord Balaram is the original Sankarshan. He assumes five other forms to serve Lord Krishna. He himself helps in the pastimes of Lord Krishna and he does the work of creation in four other forms. He executes the orders of Lord Krishna in the work of creation and in the form of Lord Sesha. He serves Krishna in various ways. In all the forms, he tastes the transcendental bliss of serving Krishna. That same Balaram is Lord Nityananda, the companion of Lord Gaurasundara. I have explained the seventh verse in four subsequent verses. By these verses, all the world can know the truth about Lord Nityananda. I surrender unto the lotus feet of Nithi- Sri Nityananda Ram, who is known as Sankarshan in the midst of the Chatur Vyuha, <coughs> consisting of the uh, consisting of Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, and Anirudha. He possesses full opulences and resides in Vaikuntaloka, far beyond the material creation. Beyond the material nature lies the realm known as Paravyuma, the spiritual sky, like. Lord Krishna himself, it possesses all transcendental attributes such as the six opulences. That Vaikuntha region is all-pervading, infinite and supreme. It is the residence of Lord Krishna and his incarnations. In the highest region of that spiritual sky is a spiritual planet called Krishna Loka. It has three divisions, Dvarka, Mathura and Gokul. Sri Gokul, the highest of all, is also called Raja, Goloka, Shvetadvip and Vrindavan. Like the transcendental body of Lord Krishna, Gokula is also uh, Gokula is all-pervading, infinite and supreme. It expands both above and below without any restriction. <clears throat> that abode is manifested within the material world by the will of Lord Krishna. It is identical to that original Gokula. They are not two different bodies. 
the land there is touchstone chintamani and the forests abound with desire trees palkavriksha materialize see it as an ordinary place so this is the reason why we can't appreciate uh, the transcendental nature of vrindavan even if we go there and stay there unless we become purified in our consciousness only with the as um, there is a nice uh, description we will read that in the purport of brahma samhita chapter 5 verse uh, 37 i think ृंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंगारिंग
Sri Rupa and Sanatan say that there is no real and essential distinction between the Leelas, visible and non-visible. The only distinction lies in this, that one is manifest in the mundane sphere, where, whereas the other is not so. In the supramundane manifestation, there is absolute purity in the seer and the seen. A particularly fortunate person, when he is favoured by Krishna, can shake off worldly shackles and connections, enter the transcendental region after attaining the realised taste of the varieties of rasa that is available during the period of novitiate. <clears throat> Only such a person can have a view and taste of the perfect and absolutely pure leela of Goloka. Such receptive natures are rarely to be found. So, only a pure person uh, who is devoid of material connections, material affection, prajahati yada kaman, sarvan parthamanogatan, in the second chapter, 55th verse, Krishna is saying, the symptom of a transcendentalist. So, a person who is of that platform, he can absolutely, I mean, see the absolutely pure Leela of Goloka. Such receptive natures are la- rarely to be found in this material world, especially. It is very rare to find such pure souls. He who exists in the mundane sphere can also realize the taste of Chidarasa by the grace of Krishna by being enabled to attain the realized state of service. So, now we are doing service by force, by the vidhis, by the vidhi or injunctions or orders of the spiritual master. When we become uh, mature in such service, then that is called realized state of service. Spontaneously we will serve Krishna. That, that state is where we can actually see real Vrindavan. Kabehama Bujhabos Sri Jugalabirti and Sri Vrindavan. So the Acharyas they are singing like this. When shall I when can I see Vrindavan? Why are they saying? Because Although Vrindavan you can go, there is a railway station there and everything. But the real Vrindavan we cannot really appreciate unless we are realized souls. There is certainly a difference between these two classes of eligible seekers of the truth. Until one attains the perfectly transcendental stage, he must be hampered by his lingering limitations in his vision of the pastimes of Goloka. Until one attains the perfectly transcendental stage, he must be hampered by his lingering limitations in his vision of the pastimes of Golok. So when it is said that in, you know, uh, this Gokula in this, on this earth is same as Goloka in, in the spiritual world, it is not an exaggeration. None of those statements are exaggerations. But when we don't find it to be the same, when the, you know, trees in Gokula are, chin, are Kalpavrikshas and the stone is chintamani, touchstone and desire trees, you can get whatever you want from those trees. But you go to Vrindavan, you don't find such trees. Why? So, uh, again, the same thing, that difference between the descriptions of the Shastra and our realization. So the problem is always with our realization. So it is said here that one can see the real Vrindavan only and all the chintamani, the Kalpavriksha and everything, Surabhi cows, all that if one is pure enough. Otherwise, we will go there in Vrindavan and commit offenses. Oh, I have read in the Krishna book and all this, so 
beautiful description and now come here there are you know pigs and monkeys and you know some drain water and this way we get bewildered if you are materially conscious <clears throat> again the vision of the transcendental reality varies according to the degree of self realization the vision of goloka must also vary accordingly see that it is only those fettered souls who are excessively addicted to worldliness that are devoid of the devotional eye of them some are enmeshed by the variegatedness of the deluding energy while others aspire after self annihilation under the influence of centrifugal knowledge so some are attracted to worldly happiness karmis and the gyanis they want self annihilation they want to become one with the lord so though they might have a view of the mundanely manifested pastimes of the supreme lord they can have only a material conception of those visible pastimes this conception being devoid of transcendental reality hence the realization of goloka appears in proportion to eligibility due to the degree of one self realization the underlying principle is this that though gokula is as holy and free from dross as goloka still it is manifested on the mundane plane by the influence of the chit potency yoga maya <clears throat> in visible and non visible matters of transcendental regions there is no impurity contamination and imperfection inherent in the world of limitation only there is some difference in the matter of realization in proportion to the self realization self realization of the seekers after the absolute impurity unwholesomeness foreign elements illusion nations unholiness utter inadequacy insuff- insignificance grossness these appertain to the eye intellect mind and ego stultified by the material nature of conditioned souls they have nothing to do with the essential nature of transcendence the more one is free from these blots the more is one capable of realizing the unqualified absolute the truth who has been revealed by the scriptures is free from dross but the realizations of the seekers of the knowledge of these realities are with or without flaw in accordance with the degree of their individual realization so you see there is a point there's a lot of explanation and actually one has to keep a dictionary beside him to understand what shri bhaktidan sarasu thakur is talking about and only if we read prabhupada's books first do we have any understanding of any slight understanding of what he's talking about here towards the end also there is some important point in the purport whenever any dispute arises regarding the pure cognitive pastimes such as goloka etc we would do well to remember the precious advice from the holy lips of shriman mahaprabhu and his associates the goswami goswamis was that the truth absolute is ever characterized by spiritual variegatedness that transcends the variegatedness of mundane phenomena but he is never featureless the divine rasa is lovely with the variegatedness of the fourfold distinctions of vibhava anubhava satvika and vibhichari and the rasa is ever present in goloka and vaikuntha 
The rasa of Goloka manifests as Rajarasa on the mundane plane for the benefit of the devotees by the power of Yoga Maya. So Vrindavan is under the Yoga Maya, not Mahamaya. Whatever is observable in Gokul Rasa should be visible in Goloka Rasa in a clearly explicit form. Hence, the distinction of paramorship and concubinage, the variegatedness of the respective rasas of all different persons, the soil, water, river, hill, portico, bower, cows, etc., all the features of Gokula exist in Goloka disposed in an appropriate manner. There is only this peculiarity that the mundane conceptions of human beings possessed of material judgment regarding those transcendental entities do not exist there. The conception of Gokula, Goloka manifests itself differently in proportion to the degree of realization of the various pastimes of Raja and it is very difficult to lay down any definite criterion as to which portions are mundane and which are uncontaminated. The more the eye of devotion is tinged with the salve of love, the more will the transcendental concept gradually manifest itself. So there is no need of further hypothetical speculation which does not improve one's spiritual appreciation as the substantive knowledge of Goloka is an inconceivable entity. To try to pursue the inconceivable by the conceptual process is like pounding the empty husk of grain which is sure to have a fruitless ending. It is therefore one's bounden duty by refraining from the endeavor to know to try to gain the experience of the transcendental by the practice of pure devotion. In other words, by analyzing and you know, analysis we cannot understand these things. <clears throat> how this Gokula on this man, mundane world in Vrindavan in Uttar Pradesh, India is the same as the infinite Goloka Vrindavan in the spiritual world. The only way one can realize it is by the strength of one's devotion. Any course, the adoption of which tends to produce the impression of featurelessness must be shunned by all means. Unalloyed Parakya Rasa, free from all mundane conception, is the most rare attainment. It is this which has been described in the narrative of the pastimes of Gokula. Those devotees who follow the dictate of their pure, spontaneous love should base their devotional endeavors on that narrative. They will attain to the more wholesome, fundamental principle on reaching the stage of realization. The devotional activity is characterized by illicit amour, as practiced by worldly-minded conditioned souls, are forbidden mundane impiety. So there are... What is he is talking about here is the pastimes of... Krishna and the gopis. They look like illicit affairs because the gopis have had husbands and then they had a paramour relationship to Krishna. Uh, so some people, uh, they, this is not an illicit affair. They are actually expansions of Radharani, the internal potency. So some people, so-called devotees, they imitate this behavior of Krishna on the mundane level. So they have illicit amour illicit sex, they have, they behave like Krishna and then they have so many gopis around them. So this is a very uh, perverted uh, reflection. One second. The audio is messed up all this while. Hare Krishna. So this illicit amour or illicit sexual affairs as practiced by the worldly-minded conditioned souls are forbidden mundane impiety. 
Mm. They are not the same as the Madhurya Ras. Please don't sit with the back to the deities. The heart of our apostle, Sripad Jeeva Goswami, was very much moved by such practices and induced him to give us his conclusive statements on the subject. So, Sri Jeeva Goswami spoke very strongly against the, this illicit affairs in the name of Madhurya Ras. Mm. It is the duty of a pure. It is the duty of a pure Vaishnava to accept the real spirit of his statements. It is a great offense to disrespect the Acharya and to seek to establish a different doctrine in opposition to him. So anyway, the point I was trying to make is that based on the degree of realization, one can realize this description here. The land there is touchstone Chintamani and the forests abound with desire trees. Material eyes see it as an ordinary place. Mm. But with the eyes of love of Godhead, one can see its real identity as the place where Lord Krishna performs his pastimes with the cowherd boys and cowherd girls. I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, the first progenitor, who is tending cows, yielding all desires and abodes built with spiritual gems and surrounded by millions of purpose trees. He is always served with great reverence and affection by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. This is from the Brahma Samhita. Chintamani. Prakarasadma Sukalpa Vriksha. Lord Krishna manifests his own form in Mathura and Dwaraka. He enjoys pastimes in various ways by expanding into the quadruple forms. Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are the quadruple, primary quadruple forms from whom all other quadruple forms are manifested. They are all purely transcendental. Only in these Three places, Dwaraka, Mathura and Gokula, does the all-sporting Lord Krishna perform his endless pastimes with his personal associates. In the Vaikuntha planets of the spiritual sky, the Lord manifests his identity as Narayan and performs pastimes in various ways. Krishna's own form has only two hands, but in the form of Lord Narayana, he has four hands. Lord Narayana holds a conch shell, disc, club and lotus flower and is full of great opulence. The Sri, Bhu and Nila energies serve at his lotus feet. <clears throat> so here uh, the Vaikuntha uh, region is described you know where the unlimited Vaikuntha planets are there so we will quickly go to that part um, okay Beyond the region of ignorance, the material cosmic manifestation, lies the realm of Siddha Loka. The Siddhas reside there absorbed in the bliss of Brahman. Demons killed by the Lord also attain that realm. So this Siddha Loka is not exactly the Siddha Loka in this material world, where one has all the Ashta Siddhis from birth. But this Siddha Loka is a Brahman effulgence. Uh, they are also called Siddhas. Uh, but they are not complete siddhas partial siddhas the demons also attain the brahma jyoti in that spiritual sky on the four sides of narayana are the second expansions of the quadruple expansions of dwaraka vasudev sankarshan pradyumna and aniruddha constitute the second quadruple they are purely transcendental there in the spiritual sky the personal feature of balaram called mahasankarshan is the shelter of the spiritual energy he is the primary cause the cause of all causes one variety of the pastimes of the spiritual energy is described as pure goodness, Suddha, Vishuddha Sattva. 
It comprises all the abodes of Vaikuntha. Um, the six attributes are all spiritual. Know for certain that they are all manifestations of the opulence of Sankarshan. There is one marginal potency known as Jiva. Mahasankarshan is the shelter of all Jivas. He, Sankarshan, is the shelter of everything. He is wonderful in every aspect and his opulences are infinite. Even Ananta cannot describe his glory. Ananta means Anantasesh. Anantasesh has unlimited heads, but he cannot. With all those mouths, he is trying to narrate the pastimes of Sankarshan or Lord Sankarshan, but he cannot finish for eternity. I offer my full obeisances under the feet of Sri Nityananda Ram, whose partial representation called Karanadukasai Vishnu, lying on the Karana Ocean, is the original Purusha, the master of illusory energy and the shelter of all the universes. Uh, from whom, whose pores the universes are coming out, the Mahavishnu is generally a partial planetary portion of Nityananda Prabhu. Outside the Vaikuntha planets is the impersonal Brahman effulgence and beyond that effulgence is the Karana Ocean or causal ocean. <coughs> Just imagine, you know, how big is Mahavishnu, you know, but he is coming as Nityananda Prabhu and Jagai Mathai beat him and, you know, he's, he was bleeding and, you know, behaved like an ordinary person, but how great he is and only for them, for, exi- I mean, distributing the mercy to the fallen souls, um, he has come amongst the human beings, amongst the sinful human beings. And in fact, showed even greater mercy than Lord Chaitanya himself, who is already called Mahavadanyaya Avatar. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to kill Jagayan Mathai, uh, but Nityananda Prabhu was even more merciful than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he stopped that and then delivered Jagayan Mathai. And Srila Prabhupada, he mentions that um, a servant, a real servant of Nityananda Prabhu, uh, being empowered by Nityananda Prabhu uh, can uh, deliver millions of Jagas and Madhais. Nityananda Prabhu has delivered one Jaga and one Madhai. Uh, but by the mercy of Nityananda, a real devotee can deliver millions of Jagas and Madhais. And Srila Prabhupada has personally shown in his example where he has saved uh, people from very, very low backgrounds. Their <coughs> culture, their whole traditions, their behavior, everything was so downtrodden, they were almost on the level of animals, even worse than animals. Uh, But he delivered all of them. Uh, Actually, everybody, even the so-called cultured people also. Uh, What culture is that? Like myself, I came from Brahmin family, so-called. But honestly, the culture is no more there. Just like some last few traces of the culture. And that too without any core understanding. Uh, so, Nityananda Prabhu is the savior of all fallen souls. And he doesn't distinguish whether he is a Shudra, Vaishya, Chandala. Just distribute the mercy. Hmm. I mean, this whole chapter one can read. You know, it's very long chapter in fact. Uh, but you can get the idea of how great Nityananda Prabhu is. Although if you see the pastimes of Nityananda Prabhu, he is just, you know, with two hands and, you know, although almost behaving like an ordinary person, 
but he is very very exalted he is the lord himself balram so to give the full context of nityananda prabhu krishnadas kavraj goswami has um, you know explained in full detail the position of nityananda prabhu so actually the way he krishnadas kavraj goswami wrote the chaitanya charitamrita is that first he established the real position of chaitanya mahaprabhu nityananda prabhu advaita prabhu gadadhar shrivas then he narrated their pastimes because without understanding that if we just read the pastimes alone they may appear just like ordinary devotees hmm. they came as bhaktavatar different rupa different manifestations of bhaktas different degrees of bhaktas and internal potency but <clears throat> they were all nitya siddha or and also and the supreme lord hmm. especially in uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu nityananda prabhu and advaita prabhu they are vishnu tatva <clears throat> then uh, radharani uh, gadadhar is the pleasure potency uh, shakti tatva and shrivas is representation of the jiva tatva narad muni so in this way they have come they are not ordinary at all and nityananda prabhu we can see so many pastimes of nityananda prabhu uh, one of the pastimes there is so many actually even raghunath das goswami uh, was after his lotus feet of lord nityananda touched him then he can then he could eventually give up his material he was trying on his own but until he met nityananda prabhu he could not give up his material affection i mean material attachments <clears throat> his father was would always bring him back bring him back because father was so rich and he had a beautiful wife as well but he was not at all interested uh, but only by the mercy of nityananda prabhu could he join chaitanya mahaprabhu in jagannath puri after that he never came back went back to his home um, so nityananda prabhu's mercy is very essential there is in fact um, who i think krishnadas kavraj's brother who was um, who did not have faith in nityananda prabhu but he had full uh, very strong faith in chaitanya mahaprabhu but he did not have any faith in nityananda prabhu eventually he fell down so uh, we cannot accept chaitanya mahaprabhu alone without nityananda prabhu uh, nityananda that's why we always govern nitai mm. although uh, we also find some temples of gaudiyamatt where chaitanya mahaprabhu is alone you know but uh, shri prabhu always um, um, put gaurnitai together parama karuna pahu dui jana nitai gaurachandra lochandas thakur asan the lotus feet of nityananda and chaitanya mahaprabhu they are the two most merciful lords and among all sabavatar sar shiromani keval ananda kanda uh, they are the essence of all incarnations and the process by which they have propagated is very easy and very enjoyable to perform just kirtan prasadam and nice philosophy there is no big big tapasyas involved like you know dhruv maharaj and prahlad maharaj you know for kalyuga everybody already undergoing so much tapasya you know <laughs> under the you know influence of kalyuga <coughs> so to save the fallen souls here they have come like this 
actually one can read so that one can this whole chapter you know it's about almost 300 verses long chapter 5 of the adilila of chetna charitamrita but uh, if we go on reading you will not will not stop there is also one more pastime of uh, shivananda sena um, we have also narrated this pastime many times that every year uh, the inhabitants of navadweep they used to go for rathyatra to jagannath puri because chetan mahaprabhu used to stay there his headquarters in um, when he was sanyas sanyasi was a jagannath puri and uh, inhabitants of navadweep always used to miss uh, chetan mahaprabhu but once a year they used to go and uh, meet him during the rathyatra period so shivananda sena was the person who was the in charge of Uh, arranging the whole transport and accommodation and the whole everything for the devotees this uh, traveling party from bengal so nityananda prabhu was also in the traveling party and shivananda sena had a wife and three 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 sons and they all used to go every year so one year when going uh, to cross the border between bengal and utkala utkala is the present odisha state of india so in that border there was a toll gate and there was some delay in payment uh, i mean delay in the process due to which shivananda sena could not immediately pay and he did not anticipate that also so as it was becoming late and it was going to become dark so he asked all the um, inhabitants i mean the bengal devotees to go cross the border first um whereas he will be at the gate and uh, i think there was a long queue or something like this so he will settle all that and he will come soon so instead of them waiting at the gate he wanted them to go first so they went but he could not re- uh, go there until the next morning so the whole night they were there without proper accommodation so the next morning subhananda sena uh, finished his job at the toll gate and then he proceeded further quickly Uh, worrying how the vaishnavas were you know staying stayed up a whole night so when he went there uh, his wife told him you know nityananda prabhu has cursed that our three sons uh, will die uh, because just you know because you haven't pro- provided him accommodation he became very angry and he cursed our three sons three small sons to die of course they did not die yet he just uttered the words that they will die so and then um, shivananda sena was already very troubled because he did not serve lord nityananda prabhu properly and all the vaishnavas um, so when he heard that his wife was crying and informed him like this way then he he scolded his wife why are you crying don't you think we deserve this punishment huh? we de- we deserve more than this we also should die we both of us also should die along with our three sons for not having served nityananda prabhu properly so then he quickly ran, ran towards um, nityananda prabhu to beg for forgiveness and when he went there nityananda prabhu saw him and he, out of his anger he kicked him on his chest and shivananda sena fell to the ground then he became very happy 
then he got up and started to dance you know he danced in ecstasy oh today my life has become successful all you know my whatever devotion i have done whatever little bit with offense or without offense everything has become successful today because the feet of nitananda prabhu has touched his useless body how is it that I, after even i have offended him by not providing him proper residence he has benedicted me with the touch of his lotus feet now who can get that uh, the touch of nitananda prabhu's feet uh, even the great yogis great devotees they can't get but an offender like me has also gotten see how merciful is nitananda prabhu that he doesn't see whether one is an offender or not so in this way he started to dance in ecstasy and nitananda prabhu understood his heart and he embraced him and he was very happy uh, with the mood of sivanand sena so this is to show uh, although you see on one side he was so merciful to save uh, jagan madhai on the other side he appeared very angry and very merciless but in that also is the mercy of nitananda prabhu and only the devotees can understand it and to glorify the position of shivanand sena and how a devotee sees the mercy of the lord even in the most adverse of circumstances uh, nitananda prabhu has performed his pastime to glorify his devotee and in turn the the, <laughs> the mercy of nitananda prabhu is also glorified so in this way the pastimes of the lord are very inconceivable to understand with our mundane reasoning um but by the examples of pure devotees like shivanand sena and others we can get a glimpse of the mercy of nitananda prabhu and other associates of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu and chaitanya mahaprabhu himself so any questions or comments on this topic what is that hmm sanyas danda danda bhanga yeah so there is the dandabanga pastimes also there so many pastimes are there actually one can read um there is also uh, nityananda charitamrita i think there is one book like nityananda's pastimes so anyway um one can read even chaitanya charitamrita there is enough descriptions of nityananda prabhu as well spread across the the <clears throat> the whole book so any questions or comments nothing so we'll stop here jay nitananda ram ki nitananda trayodashi mahamahotsav ki shila prabhupad ki nitai gaur primanande